it's that time, Michelle. It's time for another edition of the Cummins Group Real Estate Show. And I guess we should probably get right at it and get to this week's hot topic, which I understand is a hot trend for 2019. It is, and it's approaching fast. So uh, which hot trends will affect the residential market in 2019, for all who would like to know? Social needs, blurring of live-work boundaries, disruptive tech, and short-term rentals are among factors influencing how we buy and build homes. So remote working and self-employment, disruptive technology such as self-driving vehicles. I know we don't all have any, all of them yet, but they are out there and more and more you'll see them on the road. Well, you and, came here in a Tesla today, right? Oh, no, I left that one at home. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and lack of affordability of housing are the three key trends that will affect the real estate market next year and into the future as well. So home is office, business or service. So the blurring of live work boundaries and changing social needs are affecting the the kind of homes that buyers want, especially as more and more people work remotely or are self-employed. This creates a need for workspaces in the home, whether that's the home office or live work unit. Uh, I know Abbotsford, you know, there, there's really none. There's not a lot at all in the whole Fraser Valley. When you think about live work units, some people don't even know what that means. Um, it added to that need is an increased desire for homes and spaces within the homes for people who are self-employed or work from home. So that's a huge um trend that's going to be happening next year and I believe we'll see more live work units uh, being built and approved by uh, municipalities. Disruptive technologies is the second one. The trend of moving further out of the city centers could be reinforced by another of the disruptive technologies affecting real estate. Uh, The emergence of those self-driving vehicles such as that. Uh, They reduce ease of commuting time and the burden of the gridlock. I mean, who wants to drive for two hours into Vancouver? We do have the West Coast Express here in the Fraser Valley, and that really helps. But I've seen this trend already start this year, but I I know it's going to be more and more as we move into the future. Uh, People moving further out um, and and buying larger properties uh, and being able to live where they play at home and not drive so much. But the affordability factor is is a huge um, issue. So the final major factor that will hugely affect real estate in 2019 and beyond is already here, and that's affordability or the lack thereof. With the cost of housing in most major Canadian urban centers having soared in the recent years, and even with some market correction unlikely to return to its former values, the market is forced to respond and adapt. So we're going to see a lot of changes um, regarding that. And this largely looks like it continued dominance of the condo market. Uh, The condo market uh, prices have gone up. Townhousing has gone up. um, And it's it's pushed people to to purchase uh, properties smaller than they would have liked to or wanted to. So, but we're going to see changes. We, we've already seen that. Um, the Vancouver market has has really died down, really slowed down. Uh, and the Fraser Valley, we feel it up to a year after Vancouver. And so uh, it's here and it's it's coming pretty quick. So the affordability is a huge factor. So that's really the hot trends, the three hot trends that we'll, we'll be seeing changes in 2019. Well, I know that there's been a lot of of pressure on different corporations, including our mother corporation, uh, to have a better work-life balance. And it's funny because you talk about work at home, but that helps the work-life balance because all of a sudden you don't have to do the commute. You do that and you can do that extra 20 minutes in your home office or half hour, right? So it all kind of comes with what a lot of corporate citizens are trying to do these days. So it all makes sense. It does. And it's so true. 20 minutes uh, added to, to your time is huge. Absolutely. It saves you from an hour of driving to do that 20 minutes and whatever else, another hour home and things like that. It can really add up over the course of a week. 
Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a special guest again this week. So how about you do the big Michelle intro for our special guest? All right. We have Richard Foster here from Prep and Sell. And you may say, what is Prep and Sell? Well, this is the first one, the first franchise in BC. And Prep and Sell has four magic words. High return on investment. And so, Richard, you're here. Please explain what is Prep and Sell? What do you, what do, you do? Hi. Uh, thanks for having me. At Prep and Sell, we really help real estate agents and homeowners prepare their homes for sale so that they can sell their homes faster and for more money. And we all like that. Yeah, more money is good in your pocket because it's more money to spend on the next place, right? Exactly. (laughs) Everyone's happy. So uh, what's the most talked about question or asked question that that homeowners ask you when, when you come in and survey what needs to be done? Well, we have a variety of homeowners and real estate agents that we meet with uh, quite often We'll have folks that know exactly what they need in their house. They understand that they haven't had a certain amount of upkeep over the time or that maybe the trends have surpassed their current living arrangements. So those folks are usually open to some ideas and suggestions that things that we can do. And other folks are just blank slates. They have no idea. They haven't been out in the market. They've owned their house for 30 years and they really want some sage advice on where they should put their money in terms of getting an investment when they put the house on the market. And you're a one-stop shop. Like, what all do you do? What all do you offer? Yeah, our motto is One Call Does It All. And that really offers um, a quick way where one phone call to us can get us access to plumbers, electricians, painters, flooring, landscaping, external washing of the homes, things like that. Where if a homeowner was about to put their home on the market they'd be really in a tough situation to contact all those people themselves and get it done in a quick time frame if the home's going on the market, say, in two, three weeks from now. So time-consuming, uh, thinking of, you know, you need five different things done, six different things, and, and somebody, they can just call you, prep and sell, and you could take care of it all for them. For, the, for those people that have tried to call certain trades before, you know, sometimes you might call three, four trades to get one or two to call you back to find out that they're not available for a couple of weeks down the road. So if you take that six and seven times for those different trades that you might need to get your house up to par, uh, that's a lot of work. Yes, and you're really fast with your work too because you you know it's a time crunch usually. If it's somebody wanting to sell their property, they call you in. There's only so much time they have before they need to hit the market usually. Well, we work with a lot of real estate agents and one thing they like is speed. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Their interest is always putting the home on the market as quickly as possible to take care of the certain trends and things like that. So what we want to do is be able to react quickly because if we do not react quickly, that will slow down the whole process and that won't be advantageous to the homeowner. Because yeah, time is of the essence always in real estate. Absolutely. And you understand that. Uh, what's the thing that you do that makes the biggest impact for the seller for value? Well, obviously it depends on the individual home and where that home is at. Cleaning and decluttering is a huge factor because if people can't see windows or get the sense of how big a room is uh, or they can't see themselves living there because of the things that the home is full of, uh, that really takes away from how many people are going to be interested in the home. I'll tell you, painting is a big deal. Um, A lot of people have allowed their children to paint their their rooms certain colors and or the colors are a little outdated uh, we get a lot wall. of that yeah a lot of stickers on the walls things like that that we uh, have an opportunity to address in a short time frame you can also help new home buyers and people just living in their home because when I bought my uh, one of my homes last year 
I called you because I needed uh, so many different things done to it. And I w- didn't have the time to, to, as you said, call everyone. And I trust you. And I was like, I'm calling Richard. Uh, so, you, you you know, landscaping and painting and fixing the deck and getting the moss off the roof and cleaning the gutters. And there's just so much that you do for those who just live in their homes and maybe have left the maintenance go longer than maybe they should have or, um, you know, that and that's helped me as well. That's a good point. Um, the average homeowner should spend around $2,500 a year on upkeep and maintenance and things like that in their home. So if they haven't, that doesn't go away in the next year. That just becomes cumulative. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't done much with your home in the last 10 years, you can take that number and multiply it and say, there's some work to be done here in this house. And it might be from a roof to a new water heater to all those things that might scare off potential buyers. Now, in your case, with your with your home, you weren't going anywhere, and that's fine. Uh, we enjoy those projects as well. But quite often what we'll get is uh, we'll help people prepare their home for market. They'll sell their home. And then before they move into their new home, we get an opportunity to go in there and do some facelifting or some things, personalization that they really want in their new home before they get in there. And that's really helpful for them. You should have like a, um, a TV show, I think. I think so. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, it would be interesting, you know, when you think about because of the shows that are out there, there's nothing quite like this one-stop shop that you're talking about where you can just get guys and they're in there and they're doing everything. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. That definitely must help with the time frame for, for an agent. It does. Uh, time frame, the stress level for, for the homeowner, uh, it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of calls from agents that just... Um, I'm not going to say it sounds too good to be true, but they're really at that point, will you really do all these different things? And we say, absolutely. We have a team of professionals waiting to, you know, act. And um, my team is largely working in this area, the Langley, Abbotsford, South Surrey area. And this is where they live. So they really enjoy working close to home. They don't have that long commute that you talked about in your opening. Mm -hmm. Um, They get to work close to home and that makes them, you know, enjoy their job that much more. Is there one thing that you can stress to people that when they are going to sell their house, like you go in nine out of 10 times, you're like, and to them, it might be, you know, like awe-inspiring that you came up with this, but it's like a simple thing that people just overlook. Is there one thing really? Um, I would say it's an attitude because once you've made the decision to sell your house, you should stop thinking about it as your house. Very good advice. You, you should be thinking about not the way you live in it anymore, but the way somebody else will find interest in it. And that's a hard change for some people to make. But it's the beneficial one. It's the right one for, for the homeowner in the long run. That's, that's good advice. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back with more of the Cummins Group Real Estate Show. And we are back for segment two of the Cummins Group Real Estate Show with Michelle with 1L. I have to throw that in at some point so people know how to spell your name. Thanks, Curtis. I really appreciate that. Well, because, you know, otherwise they might not find your website properly, right? So let's give them that address before I forget. That's right. I'm not related to Burton Cummings. It is Cummins. Cummins. Like a diesel engine. Nice and strong. Michelle Cummins. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. And it's dot... C L. A. C-A. <laughs> dot C-A. You know, it's so easy to mess that up. You know, is it calm? Is it dot C-A? Is it org? I don't know. It's, we'll throw them all out there. That's right. If one doesn't work, try the other one. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get uh, get back to our guest, Richard, here. I know we have a lot of questions for him. Richard, uh, when a homeowner approaches you, uh, what should they expect? Can you walk us through the process? Absolutely. We get a combination of calls, some from real estate agents directly and some from homeowners that real estate agents have given them our information. And the nice thing about it is however the agent wants to work it, we will work it that way. 
we'll quickly go over, uh, sit down with the homeowner, get a time frame in mind. What is it that you know they're looking for? What's caused the change in their life that they're putting their house on the market so that we understand the dynamics completely? And then we'll take a walk through the home. I think I said earlier that some people have a good idea of what needs to be changed in their home, and some folks are just really an open book and really want that information. So, again, reading off the client and playing it by ear and taking notes, and we walk through the whole home and just look for the things that are going to cause some concern maybe about when open houses happen and when people come through. And I like to explain to the homeowner that the most important thing is is that when that home first goes on the market, we want to keep as many people interested as possible. And if there's little things around the house that are going to detract from that, that shrinks that audience. And we don't want that. We want more people invested in the home and interested in the home. That puts the power in the home seller's hands as opposed to if there's only one person invested in the home or interested in buying it, then that becomes a tougher negotiation. And the devil's in the details, and it could just be some simple things that need to be changed, and it's important to do do all of them that you can. Well, it's interesting because when we, and we prepare a quote within, say, 48 hours of seeing the home, and the homeowner can pick and choose if they so choose that they don't want to do some of the things or it's a little bit out of their price range or they want to add some more things in. We've had all scenarios. And what is good about it is it takes the mystery out of it for people who are looking at that house. We see some very common things over and over again, you know, water stains on the ceiling from accidents that have happened in the past, things like that. And most people viewing your home don't have an idea how much that costs to fix. So therefore, they may jump to the high-end conclusion. They always do. Right? So, so if we can fix that for you know, a reasonable amount, why not take that off the plate and then people who are viewing your home aren't looking at those kinds of things. And a lot of times the homeowner doesn't see what you will see. It always, you know, takes that third party new eyeballs to, to notice something that they may have not have thought of. Well, you walk by it a hundred times in your own home. At what point in time does it just become part of your home? And you said, Richard, between the break that you shop local, you use local products. Can you uh, elaborate on that? Well, what we like to do is have our suppliers work with us in a partnership. So from flooring to countertops to paint, we use all local suppliers. And that keeps things, you know, not only in the neighborhood, but keeps the prices down. The more I can continue to buy from, say, one paint supplier, I get very good prices. And that can be passed on, you know, to the homeowner and the work that we do. Because we're not here to, you know, uh, gouge anybody or make sure that the prices are uh, unreasonable. We want a good return for the homeowner, and that's really the key at the end of the day. So by having good suppliers that partner with us, we can keep the prices very reasonable for these types of jobs. That's great. Did you say elaborate? I did. Did you say elaborate? <laughs> I said elaborate. <laughs> well, of elaborate. <laughs> it's close enough. I was just Thanks over here. Thanks for catching that, Curtis. I was a little confused. <laughs> and just, pointing it out. <laughs> if I'm confused, I'm sure there might be a few other people confused too. And I'm confused myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. That's part of the fun, right? <laughs> that's right. you got to have fun and you got to love what you do. <laughs> Absolutely. And obviously you guys love what you do, uh, Richard. Now, I know obviously you're doing projects for people. But uh, and not yourself, but has there been some projects where you've gone, these people get it, this is fun, this is cool, I'm enjoying this gig? Well, we certainly enjoy our clients because we have to move into their house essentially for a period of time, depending on the amount of work that's done. And let's face it, it can be intrusive that you're in tearing out their bathroom or putting in new flooring or painting. So you become part of the family and essentially, uh, you know, from pets to 
children to doing all kinds. Like I've taken children to school for the parents. I've watched their pets while they're away on vacation. I've fed. You really are one. I've, yeah. shop, shop, I've fed everything. giant snakes here in Abbotsford, <laughs> which was not my favorite thing in the world to do. But you're a brave you know, man. <laughs> if we can, uh, if we can make life a little bit easier, we certainly will. Oh, that is so great. Who else will do that? I don't know anybody else. <laughs> you, you have to enjoy what you do. You yeah. touched on it already, and I think that's all part of it. If if this is just a job, uh, then it's certainly not worth doing in my mind. But uh, by partnering with my team, the suppliers, and the homeowners, and the real estate agents, really, it just becomes an enjoyable process. I, I wanted to ask you, uh, in the first uh, half of the show, you mentioned that cleanliness and decluttering was the top return on investment. What would be the second? Um, I, I think you want your house to be light and bright. Uh, you want people to see it um, certainly looking clean, certainly looking open. So when you're talking about light and bright, it might be changing out some of the lighting. Uh, dark rooms don't help. Uh, you might be looking at changing out some of the window coverings. So you remember the time where blinds and uh, all kinds of curtains on top of it and even trees growing in front of windows out front. We want the sun to shine through, particularly in these months. We want it to be as light and bright as possible. And uh, that's certainly not a heavy cost, but a high return. Sometimes it could be the simplest things. Uh, what's the third thing? Well, I think, again, it depends on the condition of the home. Flooring is a very uh, lucrative thing to change. Some of us have um, some really lovely colored shag carpet in some rooms and things like that. Again, we want to make sure that people aren't focusing on that. If they walk into a room and what they notice is the carpet, that's the wrong thing. Shag carpet in the bathroom around the toilet and shower? Oh, uh, yeah. We've had pantries and bathrooms we've seen before, which oh my. is a real interesting thing. That's, that's different. <laughs> if you want to get rid of shag carpet, all you have to do is drop a Hot Wheel car or a piece of Lego on that. Yeah. Step on that when you're not expecting Ouch. it. That's why we got rid of the shag carpet in my house when I was a kid. My dad was like, that's enough! And just he ripped it out one Saturday afternoon because of an errant piece of Lego. Fair enough. That's <laughs> one way to get rid of it. <laughs> so, Richard, what's the process? If I were to come to you and go, okay, look, my house is going up for sale. Michelle's going to sell my house. She wants to get top dollar. I want her to get top dollar for it. What kind of process would you go through with me at that stage? Well, it would always be a, a sit-down opportunity for you and I. So I understand your motivation. You can understand why I'm here. And we'll talk about the house as the client, not necessarily the homeowner, not necessarily the real estate agent. It's about taking care of the house and making the house the best possible product for you. At the end of the day, you're going to gain, the real estate agent will gain. But if we talk about the house being the client, that's the real important thing here. Because that's what the buyer is going to buy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they'll pay the highest price for the for the glitter and the being clean and fresh and the, you know, you walk into a new store, you want you want all the new stuff. Even a new countertop, you know, things like that. Yeah. Uh, we see lots of flooring changes in the home where the thresholds aren't done properly or I mentioned earlier the stains in the ceiling or doors that won't close, those types of things. We don't want people focusing on them. We want them focusing on the bones of the house, the size of the lot, the amount of light that can come in, the neighborhood. Those are all important factors when you're really buying a house. Everything else can be taken care of. What's the average time frame it takes to do the Again, average work that you Yeah, do. it depends on the scope of work, but uh, we're usually anywhere from three to five days we're in the house. Wow, that's fast. Yeah. And again, it has to be, has to be, mm-hmm. you know, to keep the agent referrals coming and to keep the homeowners happy and making sure that the house can get on the market. So we're often, one of the first questions I ask the agent is, uh, 
when's the filming day? When are you coming to take pictures? Or when's the first open house? And that's the timeline we'll deal with. So if I called you and it was asking you to come, we had our sit down meeting uh, and then you come and have a look at the house. Is there kind of an order? Like you're going to obviously look at curb appeal. That's probably because it's the first thing you're going to see. Right. And then from there, do do you have kind of a checklist of things you look at? I usually uh, have the exterior taken care of in my mind before I come to the door (laughs) because you pull up in front of a house and right away you're saying to yourself, this is a fabulous property or this is a fabulous property, but it needs these things. And then once we uh, get through the introduction, um, again, I'll take my cues from the homeowner unless the homeowner is in a place where they just say, show me and tell me what we need. And then I'll do the leading. But uh, generally, like I said, most homeowners have an idea of what's not quite there and what needs to be taken care of. So I'll talk to them about priority in terms of where to spend the money to get the most return. Because you can spend a lot of money and not all of it will come back to you, but we want it to be... So that's exactly targeted on the right things. You, you probably slowed down a bit in now going into December, um, the winter market. It's interesting. Uh, I learned a little bit of a lesson last year because that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, mid-December, it started to slow down. Not a lot of people listing. And I understand not a lot of people want other people in their house at this time of year. So um, what we have lined up is some renovations for people who are going away. So people will go away over the Christmas period and... Uh, we can go in, do their renovation while they're on a beach somewhere, and uh, when they come back, they get their keys back and a shiny new home. Yeah, snowbirds. Well, there's, there's a lot going on here for sure, and if people want more information, Richard, about what you do and the services you have, which, again, you're a one-stop shop, uh, what's your web address so people can find out more? Well, if you want to find me, you can certainly find me at Prep and Sell BC. We're on Google, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. I think that's where you and I met, Michelle. That's right, yes. We're, uh, we're, we're listed as Prep and Sell BC on Instagram, and you can see a lot of our before and after pictures there and a lot of the work that we do from a charity standpoint and a lot of um, happy customer testimonials. Excellent. Michelle, once again, let's give your uh, web address so people can see your listings. MichelleCummins.ca.